Hello, Cooney Co-op Radio. You are listening to Query. This is a love note from two queers to our community. We are recording and broadcasting on Sinaiq's territory, and we are two settlers who are very grateful to be living and learning on this land and we invite you to be learning with us tonight for this show query gets curious about various topics lgbtq2s plus intersectionality and beyond and uh, i'm axel one of your hosts i'm stephanie i'm uh the other host and uh yeah I'm just going to invite everybody who's listening to take a breath with me. We are living in some times. We're living through some times. And I find that just having a moment to remember to breathe is really important as I go about my life. So I'm going to invite you to do that in a way that feels good for your body if that speaks to you. And I invite you to look around the space that you are and notice some things and just let that be. Let your eyes wander and see if you can become a little bit more present in where you are right now and the land that you're on and the air around you and the other people who may be around you. Maybe you're driving and you want to be extra attentive to that. And maybe you're just sitting at home and you want to be looking around. But just to take this moment to be where you are as we start this show together. This week we're going to be talking about Trans Awareness Week, which just happened this past week in November. And um, we're going to talk about what it means to be trans. What does it mean to be transgender? Yeah, Yeah. starting with that and then maybe getting a little bit into some some other things around being trans. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start with a primer for people who are maybe like a little curious or unfamiliar with language and terminology that's used and then we'll get into some level two topics (laughs) yeah we're gonna start with the 101 and then we'll get on to the 102 and beyond we'll see we'll see (laughs) um so yeah we wanted to start with a little bit like what is what does it mean to be trans what is the word transgender and i guess starting by kind of talking about how in our current world that we live in, when babies are born, they get assigned a sex. Mm-hmm. They get assigned either male or female at birth. Um, and there's there's some people who um, that's a little bit more complicated for them if they're um, if they're like genital presentation is not conforming ideally. Mm-hmm. Quote. Uh, to, you know, the medical models, ideas of these two categories, male and female. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they 
um, may fall under the category of intersex. But yeah, generally people are sorted into these these two categories. And if they're not conforming, then unfortunately, sometimes doctors do surgeries on these infants to like try to make them fit into one one of these two options. Mm-hmm. So that's an experience that, that people have is of like just getting assigned a sex. Uh, and yeah, when I teach at school, um, I talk about that sex is how our bodies grow and how they show up. And um, gender is how we feel about ourselves. And so that doesn't necessarily reflect how our body has grown necessarily. So gender um, encompasses gender identity, which I just mentioned, like how you see yourself. And so those are categories such as um, identifying as a woman or as a man or as a girl or a boy. Um, And then your gender expression is how you choose to adorn your body, Um, what kind of clothes you wear, maybe um, what you choose to do with body hair. Um, All of those things fall under the gender expression um, category. And regardless of whether you identify um, or how you identify, rather, Uh, Your gender expression could look masculine, feminine, or a mix of both, or quite androgynous, and that's uh, part of gender expression as well. Totally, and so kind of separating these ideas that, you know, I remember being in like a introductory women's studies class where it was like they had this like you start and you're like assigned female at birth and then everybody assumes that you're going to identify as a girl and then as a woman. And Mm -hmm. there's also kind of an assumption that you're going to be romantically and sexually interested in men. Mm -hmm. And like, as we know, that is not most people, I mean, not everyone's experience, you know, like there's many people who are assigned a sex at birth and there may be an assumption about what their gender is or whether they you know, how they feel about that. And it's just not true. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for folks that that is their story, um, they may identify as trans. Right. So if you don't identify with the sex that you're assigned at birth, so if a person was born with a vulva, for example, and was given an F for female on their birth certificate and given she her pronouns from their parents but don't identify as being a girl or a woman that person falls under the transgender category or umbrella yeah yeah they may I mean it's up to them about how they identify for sure and what language they want to use but I think that's like a commonly accepted understanding right And then so on the flip side of that, somebody who was born with a body, with a vulva, assigned female, given she, her pronouns, and feels like a woman or a girl, is a cisgendered person, or or is cis for short. Yeah, for sure. Mm C-I-S. 
Yeah, and I think it's important to for people to realize that that is not an insult or like a derogatory term. It's just trying to get at, you know, not having, for example, the language be there's trans people and then there's like normal people or mm -hmm. like there's trans people and then there's like, you know, just people, but that we all have, well, I mean we have an experience of like being assigned a gender. Some people identify with it. Strangely, many people seem to just identify with it mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason. Like, I don't really understand, but there's a lot of like socialization that goes into that and, yeah. and no shame for people that like feel that. Um, but then there's also people who don't and they're not like other or different. They're just like, they just have a different experience. Yeah. I think that a lot of people... Um, that are raised in our society don't get a chance to um, really even like look at what their own gender identity is and what their own gender expression is and that um, we have this assumption that gender identity and gender expression is for trans people and that the rest of the of society that is cisgendered um, that that those people don't have a gender identity and don't have a gender expression. And that's just not true. I think that um, it's not a thing that we are encouraged to um, talk about, let alone even think about or to to be like, did you know that you have a gender identity? Like, I don't think that very many people get a chance to talk about that and... Um, it's something that I'm very excited to be able to um, help people think about as a, an educator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people all have experiences of gender and, you know, we're living in a world that is patriarchal and like and people have different expectations put on them because of their gender. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, for sure. And to think that, like, that's not just something that impacts you externally in terms of how you're treated based on the way you look and that it's also can be like an internal experience of like, well, how do you relate to that? And mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. OK, so we talked about um, sex assigned at birth and we talked about um, gender identity and expression and what is cisgendered and that transgender is not identifying with the sex that you're assigned at birth. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is that um, in the cisgendered world, as well as the, the transgendered world, there are, is the idea of the gender binary. So in the, as a cisgendered person, um, the gender binary looks like woman and man. And in the trans community, non, um, the binary looks like um, transitioning to becoming a trans woman, however that works for you, or um, transitioning as a trans man. And so you have the binary of trans man and trans woman. Um, and then... There are other folks that don't identify with the, that binary, and those people are non-binary people. And that 
Yeah, there's yeah. many identities under that. Like some words people might use could be like genderqueer or agender, meaning like without gender. Mm-hmm. Um, gender fluid. Gender fluid, yeah. Um, or like bi-gender for people who might have an experience of like two genders or or more. Like mm-hmm. people have many different ways of describing their gender identity because we have amazing creative minds that come up with language Mm -hmm. to like try to get externalize like what is happening for us inside um so that's something to yeah stay curious about for sure Mm -hmm. and I also just wanted to clarify around language because sometimes I I feel when people are learning about this terminology there's some confusion about like so okay how would you refer to someone if they are um say someone who is assigned female at birth who mm-hmm. um identifies as a man or as a masculine person um then you would you could call that person uh, a trans man or right. um like a maybe trans masculine person if that person doesn't identify with the binary gender of man but is like transitioning towards masculinity Mm -hmm. I think that's a thing people get confused about sometimes because they're stuck on like well this person like you might hear the language of this person was born in this body Mm -hmm. um and and so you know it's confusing because you're like if you still have that idea that they're in that body and that's the body and then they're trans and you might think that that's how to right. describe it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to just remember that the language is like describing what the person is moving towards or yes. like what, how they identify themselves and not like what ideas were put on them when they were a baby exactly. and child growing up. Yeah. And... So like that your words are affirming. And so mm-hmm. then you're talking about, the gender that is affirming to that person so then it would be you know like in your example a trans masculine person or a trans Mm -hmm. man because that that person's affirming gender is is male or masculine yeah and and likewise you know it wouldn't be appropriate to say something like this person used to be this gender but now they're this gender or they've transitioned Mm -hmm. to be this gender because their experience might have been that they've always been that gender However, mm-hmm. other people have related to them that they had that internal idea of themselves and that this is them expressing that and asking for that to be um, respected. Totally. Yeah. And I think that comes again from um, that struggle that people have with confusing sex and gender. And if we can remember that sex assigned at birth is not a person's gender, it's the body that they were developed in utero and were born with and that's their sex assignment and that's not their gender like we can gender reveals are a joke because you can't actually know a baby's gender you can only know a baby's body and that you know you could ask a four-year-old what their gender is and they're usually in a pretty good space as far as human development goes to be able to know what their gender identity um, likely is. But to ask um, a, an, a pre-verbal um, infant what their gender is, is um, not possible. And it's actually just society's projection and confusion between gender and sex. Yeah. 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 Totes. Well, I feel like we've just dropped a lot of knowledge. Maybe we should let that integrate with the song. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that.
Welcome back, everybody. That was Tush, uh, Toronto artist, to Tarnelladin and beyond. All right. So we have talked a little bit about trans... Uh, what it means to be transgender, cisgender, non-binary. And so we're going to talk a bit about transition, which is, well, there's two different kinds we were talking about, at least two different kinds of transition, where a person who doesn't identify with the sex that they were assigned at birth, doesn't match up with their gender identity, that they may make decisions to transition socially and medically is what we had been talking about. So social transition looks like things like maybe changing your name or changing the gender marker on your government ID. Um, It also may look like having a new pronoun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all sorts of things related to, yeah, how we are social in the world, how we like what we like to wear and, you know, how we're presenting ourselves and spaces that we, we may want to explore. Mm-hmm. I had just thought about two uh, titles, mm-hmm. like as a parent, you know, maybe um, asking your kids to um, start calling you by a different parental title than you had been being called previously that would be another example of social transitioning yeah it's interesting when you get into all these different kinds of ways that we represent our gender to the world and Mm -hmm. like kind of unpacking the ways that people who haven't transitioned or like don't want to transition like kind of take for granted all the ways that we may yeah signify our gender experience our like internal gender identity to the world that are kind of unaccounted for mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. um also we've so we've also got medical transition so i think that's what most people think about when they think about transition and a, per, a trans person um, you know, quote unquote, getting into the right body or whatever, um, those narratives that are said about transition. Um, so that might look like, um, starting hormone therapy, taking estrogen or taking testosterone. That could look like, um, maybe getting electrolysis that's kind of like a physical as well or um getting other like gender affirming care for your body mm-hmm. and um and surgery yeah mm-hmm. so like top surgery for folks um who want to have flat flatter chests yeah or people who want to like augment their chests or make them bigger yeah exactly mm-hmm yeah and um bottom surgery mm-hmm. which um can there's lots of different kinds of bottom surgery we won't get it too far into that um 
or also sometimes masculinizing or feminizing surgeries, which sometimes are like facial surgeries. Um, trying to think of anything else. I'm sure, sure I'm sure I'm much, missing a bunch. <laughs> much we're forgetting. There's many ways that people, you know, can seek medical intervention to um, make their bodies feel more aligned with how they feel mm-hmm. about their gender. Um, yeah. So really, I mean, probably endless ways for, mm-hmm. for people, um, depending on how, what their experience is and like what, what would they make them want. Yeah. Yeah. Feel mm-hmm. most comfortable and like affirmed in their, in their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how we're going to kind of segue into the fact that guess what y'all you got choices. And uh, that means that not everybody is going to make the same choices to transition socially or physically than everybody else or than others are rather. Um, And so because of that, there is a beautiful variation of um, transgendered folks and it is up to each individual transgender person to choose what will make them feel affirmed in their gender identity and in their bodies, which is um, really rad. We um, in BC, in through Transcare BC, have a really beautiful model. Um, like, for example, in some places in even in Canada but especially in the states you have to live in your quote-unquote chosen gender for a certain amount of time before you're allowed to access things like hormones or um, or get your gender marker changed on your government ID all these kinds of things and um, we're really lucky in BC that that um kind of gatekeeping doesn't happen as much through Transcare BC and the model is more about um, where you would like to see um, the change happen and what makes the most sense for you as an individual instead of jumping through the hoops that have been set in place by um, the medical profession, psychologists, Um, the DSM in some circumstances that says, you know, you have to experience this much, you know, gender dysphoria or body dysphoria in order to be um, trans enough to, to access these, um, these changes and make these choices. Yeah. And I think that because of those, um, those structures that basically limit people's access to, transition uh sometimes those ideas are internalized within the trans community Mm -hmm. and um people can feel like defensive or you know just like protective of of their identities and and yeah can sometimes hold that over other people in ways that 
you know, don't acknowledge each person's unique experience Mm -hmm. and their, yeah, that they just may have different things and that, you know, you don't have to like be like exactly this or that to identify as trans. You don't have to want surgeries. You don't have to like want to take hormones. You Mm -hmm. don't have to want to change your name. Like you can, you can just be you and you can be trans and you know, that's not, that's valid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it stems from this very limited idea of what it means to be transgender back back in the day when you it was being called being transsexual which is a word we don't use anymore and um is offensive to some trans folks um and however then, some people may use it about themselves so, yes yeah exactly sure. so if somebody is using that word about themselves then that's like not as much of an issue as if you're using that language about someone else yes it's like it's like so many words that are being um what's the word i'm looking for phased out or like reclaimed yes thank you reclaimed or yeah yeah i mean there's just so many words like for example like the word homosexual Mm -hmm. (laughs) or queer even the word queer with which we use in our radio show's name yeah um contentious yeah well there's some people that don't like being called queer and that really you shouldn't be calling an individual queer um unless that's an identity that they have and you're like my queer friend blah 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 um yeah so it's it's another thing thank you for pointing that out that yes there are some trans folks who take on the identity of transsexual because um that's something that feels good to them but it's not a word that we should be using for others or the transgender community um unless that individual person has said that that's how they identify and they've given you permission to use that word yeah um yeah but but that you know because things are based in the binary and it's all comes back to western medicine which is like super problematic um you know that we've all internalized these stories of what it means to be really trans and that looks like you know having surgeries and taking hormones and being the opposite gender opposite sex that you were assigned at birth and that's what trans really is um but you know we here at query encourage you to um you know, interrogate these questions or the, these uh, stories rather that we've all been told are um, are the narratives that are true and real and stuff. And so, um, yeah, there are there are trans folks who um, don't want to jump through all those hoops, and they shouldn't have to, and they're still just as valid as any other trans person in the community. And, um, yeah, I think it, it is really hard for me to see, um, people in the queer community gatekeeping each other's, um, transness, you know, and, um, telling each other, telling ourselves that we're not trans enough, um, you know, and 
at the same time, I also, you know, we were talking about the umbrella. So we have the trans umbrella and then we have the non-binary identity umbrella that also falls under that. And not everybody that's non-binary identifies as transgender. I think there's a lot of non-binary people who are very sensitive to the knowledge that there are a lot of people who put their lives on the line to have uh, the transgender identity be an identity that you can claim Um, and that they don't necessarily want to take up space because they're not experiencing the same, um, maybe the same amounts of discrimination that other trans folks are experiencing, but, or maybe it just doesn't feel like an identity that's, um, that speaks to them, right? Like as a non-binary person also identifying as transgender. Yeah, totally. And I think that Yeah, I mean, like, for myself, for example, you know, like, I, I thought about it, like, I don't really know that I can identify as a woman. It's like, I just don't know about that. It just seems like what's, what, what's in that for me? What's like, what's the point? I know that people feel that. And I just like, I don't know, at some point was like, I don't really know if this fits me. But Mm. I don't really identify as trans either. I just kind of identify as like just as Axel (laughs) as, as Axel. I don't know. I just, I'm just here and I, I like to play with gender. I like to like dip a toe in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, it's not, it's not like, but, Mm -hmm. but then I realize as well, like, that I, that doesn't, that I still have privilege. And I think that's the, that's the like part where it gets all wobbly and stuff is like that this taking up space thing. Like, I don't want to take up space as like a gender non-conforming person. Like I'm a person that walks around and people like assume that I'm a woman and like, that doesn't make me feel really uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like happy with people like using she, her pronouns. I also like they, them pronouns. Um, but you know, I don't feel misgendered. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it is this like, well, if I don't feel like gender dysphoria, right. Then who am I to like claim space in this like gender non-conforming like community? Mm -hmm. Maybe we should just, um, talk about what gender dysphoria is as well. We've we've mentioned it twice now. So totally. Mm -hmm. How would you describe it? Yeah. So there are, there's lots of different kinds of dysphoria that people of like of all kinds of people can can experience and it's just like a discomfort with that thing so like you could have body dysphoria um sometimes that shows up in like eating disorders and things like that um you could have body body dysphoria around um certain body parts um whether you're cisgendered or transgendered um and then gender dysphoria is is feeling a discomfort sometimes um as intense as like a disgust or a revulsion around um a gender that is like often assigned to you right so um being assigned a girl or assigned a boy and feeling 
um, repulsed or uncomfortable with the idea of, um, of being a girl or being a boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is like in, in contrast, there's also gender euphoria Mm -hmm. wherein people might feel joy and belonging, uh, when like feeling their gender, expressing their gender being seen in, um, in how they're expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. So that might be another way to orient like around whether someone is trans or non-binary is not to be like, well, does it make you uncomfortable to be like in the gender that you were assigned at birth? If not, does it make you like feel I don't know, fulfilled and like, and, and happy and excited to be seen as a different gender or in different, in, in many genders or to have experiences of, of playing with gender. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there is enough gender for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Gender is not a pie y'all. It's not a limited resource. Like, you know, we can all, we can all belong. And, and in that, I also just want to come back to that privilege piece of, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the Trans Day of Remembrance um, in a bit, but just that piece of acknowledging that trans people all over the world face violence for being trans and that that is a very real um, and sobering reality (laughs) it's a real reality (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that is is very true for very many people and that that violence you know is anything from not being seen in your gender not having someone use your name your proper name and pronouns to people being killed for being trans so it's like not a small thing that people just need to get over it's like this is actually a really big issue in our world that people aren't being respected and allowed to like live in their their experience and be who they are Mm -hmm. so to acknowledge for myself for example that like I do have a lot of privilege to just be able to to identify as non-binary and to be able to just live my life and be like yeah you know I'm, I'm just here and I have a lot of privilege in the body that I'm in and the way that I identify and how can I like use that privilege and, and leverage, um, the power that's given to me to support people who have different experiences in their bodies and have different experiences and how the world is treating them and denying them access to freedom. Yeah. All right, and we're going to listen to a song by a local queer gender-fluid person called Ushitala. Um, And yeah, they're they're a valley queer. And this song is called Warriors of Darkness, Wielders of Light. Love it already. (laughs) 
That was Warriors of Darkness, Wielders of Light by Ushitala, and if you loved it, which I can't imagine you didn't, you should definitely check out the music video because it was locally filmed and it has a lot of babes in it and Ooh. it's fun and spooky and just just some good times. Oh my filmed. god, that sounds like my, my jam. I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's really fun. Lots of fun special effects and magic and like it has a sort of... um like fairy tale vibe you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people wearing cloaks and you know it's just it's just good just watch it love it so before we played the song we were talking a little bit about some of the heavier stuff uh attached to transgender awareness week which was last week and uh this coming week uh on november 20th it is the uh, yearly Trans Day of Remembrance, which is a day that has been marked uh, since, what was it? 1999. 99. Mm -hmm. To commemorate all of the trans people who have lost their lives due to transphobic violence mm -hmm. and bigotry and... Um, yeah, usually in town there's a gathering. Um, I've been to it a few years and usually it's at Ward and Baker and it's like a candlelit vigil and the names of trans people who've been killed in the past year are read and it's just a day to kind of respect those lives and and I mean to... I guess commit ourselves as well to protecting trans trans people uh, every day mm -hmm. and yeah we don't necessarily we haven't been able to find out if there's anything happening this year uh, if there's going to be an online event to um, to mark that but um, you can stay tuned uh, usually it's organized by TransConnect. Um, so their website is kootenaytransgender.com and there's also a Facebook page. Um, but the website is probably the easiest way. Um, and while you're at the website, um, if any of these topics we've been discussing today have piqued your interest and you want to know more or have someone come chat with you or your school or workplace about these topics and how you can make your organization safer for trans people. Um, TransConnect is a really great resource in our community. So check them out. Mm -hmm. Milo. Milo's a lovely human and they will help you be a better trans ally and be able to answer questions about transgender issues yeah and we also just wanted to plug another resource uh for trans people and that is the trans lifeline which is north america's first uh 
toll-free trans support line. So mm-hmm. it's run by trans people for trans people. You can call and just chat with someone about what's going on for you and they can try to refer you to resources or just, you know, listen. And if you're questioning or going through some stuff, then they are available. Um, they also, uh, you know, welcome donations. Mm-hmm. They are a nonprofit. So keeping it going is, uh, costs some coins. So, mm-hmm. and if you're a trans person and you have extra time on your hands, they are looking for operators as well still, um, to be trained in answering calls um, so that you could be that person who gives support to another trans um, person as well. Yeah, totally. So many ways to get involved. The number is 1-877-330-6366. So if you ever need to call Trans Lifeline, you can also search them on the internet and they have a website and you can find out more information there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think we just wanted to share a few other kind of people, trans folks, and the gender non-conforming inspirations to mm-hmm. us uh, in our lives. Um, one of them was, you told me about the Gender Reveal podcast. What is oh, that all about? Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so this has got to be one of my favorite podcasts Um, I mean, of course, besides query, I guess we're kind of a a podcast. Um, Gender Reveal is a podcast by Tuck Woodstock, and um, they interview rad trans folks and tries to figure out through interviewing and just asking questions what the heck gender even is. Um, And highly recommended they also have a merch store where you can buy um merch that's being cycled through on a pretty regular basis and all of the artists are trans people who make the art and they have stickers and shirts and hats and all kinds of things and gender reveal also does um scholarships and bursaries for trans folks um uh, for artists but also just for trans folks that are struggling to be able to buy groceries um they're very focused on um bipoc trans folks and supporting them and um but yeah i take listen to gender reveal if you're interested you can find them on whatever podcast app you use on your phone awesome Mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorite, uh, trans superstars, fashion icon, and, uh, just great poet is Alok Vade Manan, uh, who is, yeah, a South Asian trans poet and performance artist who just, I mean, you know, they write amazing things. They create amazing looks. It's just mm. full, uh, all of the senses being completely blown away and, uh, highly recommend them. They, they write some really beautiful things about, um, yeah, trans identity and, um, and also like being at the intersection of, um, being a trans woman of color, which we haven't really talked about 
those intersections of like race so much in this show but is definitely a huge factor um in like what I was talking a lot about a little bit earlier about the privilege and um you know different experiences um being different and people have different yeah and anyway and safety totally like going back to transgender um day of remembrance that um tra- trans women of color are usually the the people that are experiencing violence and being murdered at the in the highest yeah rates yeah um anyway check out alok uh i think if you just search on instagram their name is spelled a l o k mm-hmm. and they should come up and you will know because they are colorful yeah they're beautiful um and did you want to share this one last resource yeah this last person that i i really enjoy following on instagram is pink manta ray and um he is a trans educator and um competitive swimmer that is a trans man and he does a lot of great education 101 uh education for people on um how to use language and what it even means to be trans and he's just a really um amazing advocate for the trans community Mm -hmm. nice yeah there's so many amazing people out there i was also like recently listening to um laverne cox on Brene brown's podcast mm. unlocking us which i highly recommend i love Brene brown i love laverne cox just mm-hmm. listen to it um yeah that's a that, that's a little bonus bonus <laughs> <laughs> just just listen to laverne cox and Brene brown um all right we're coming to the end of our show here Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we hope that you will tune in again in two weeks. We will be back. Also, wanted to plug the book club. I am, I mentioned this, like, maybe a month ago and then never again. But um, we're going to have a book club episode where we discuss Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. So get your hands on a copy and uh, we will be chatting it up it is a good book let me tell you i've started reading it i'm really enjoying it (laughs) all right well stay curious everybody and love one another wash your hands wear a mask yeah do it all love you bye bye